A few weeks back, I was driving on a pretty busy local road at rush hour. It was right around 5 p.m. It was a complete dumpster fire of a road, construction just everywhere. Orange barrels, workers in vests, hard hats, equipment. It was super confusing to even know where to go, and I drive this road every day. And right in the middle of it all, there was a guy holding a sign that said, slow. You know that guy, the guy with the slow sign? I watched him as car after car almost hit him because they were not paying attention. And I thought uh, three things came to mind. This guy is a sitting duck. He's a crash test dummy. He almost got hit three times while I sat there at the traffic light. Number two, with all of the technology we have, we have achieved human flight. We've created driverless cars. We've landed a rover on the planet Mars. We've cured all kinds of insidious diseases. And the best thing that we can do right here in this moment is to have a dude holding a sign in the middle of traffic. He can't even find a stand for the sign. And then finally, it occurred to me, I need that. In all of my rushing around, one thing to the next, I need someone holding a sign saying, hey, moron, slow down. And maybe this was it. Maybe this was the sign I was looking for. Welcome to Sandbox Cooperative Podcast, Episode 75, On Demand. Welcome to the Sandbox. Welcome to the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. So we're talking about today this, like we've been thinking about this this idea for I think a couple of years and just weren't sure how to get at it. But whether it's technology or our smartphones or the internet or whatever else, it just seems like there's a lot of distractions these days. There's a lot of things pulling our attention. Yeah, all the time, all the time. Like the other day I was, I was on the street, I was gonna, another driving story for me, right? But I was ready to turn onto the road and I looked and there is a car coming. And so I was gonna wait for this car to pass. And I watched as for like two or three blocks, this car kept coming. And when I looked, the person was staring at their phone. Like the whole time, they never looked up. Wow. The whole time. Oh my gosh. And I'm glad I waited, but I just kind of felt like that was symbolic of what we're living in right now. Yeah, yeah. So many things vying for our attention, uh, placing attention and and energy where we don't really even want it. Lots of this kind of stuff. I don't think that person was a bad person, but, uh, <laughs> but, but just a little bit. No, I, no, we're living in a society that values speed. It values productivity. It values efficiency. And these are all good things to a certain mm-hmm. point, but maybe we've taken a little bit too far. Yeah. You know, I, I think about uh, efficiency is like one of these things that, that for me has lately become like a dirty word. <laughs> right? uh, and it's not because being efficient, like you said, it's not like that's a bad thing in and itself. But I mean, when we take that to such an extreme, you know, it's the mm-hmm. reason that, you know, sometimes people lose their jobs because a company isn't quite profitable enough or, right. um, you know, we're replacing jobs with robots because the robot can do, can do it faster and cheaper <laughs> right, than, right. than people can. Um, and, and, and some of that, I think the, the challenge I have with that is that some of it just takes away the humanness from, from a person. And, and that's a little bit about, I think, when we're talking about, uh, ideas of of technology and the way that that stuff gets in front of us. Uh, what I really miss is the way that 
when we're not careful, that can take away kind of the human nature from us in some ways. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we value quick, accurate response times in all things, mm-hmm. like at all times. Our attention span is waning by the moment. Our anger, and this is like really present to me right now, like our anger seems to be right at the surface. Mm-hmm. It feels like to me that we could be doing this a little bit better, don't you think? Yeah. So for today's episode, we want to take some time and think about these things. Uh, maybe even explore some practices, how we might do it differently. Um, develop a few ways for that guy with that slow sign to show up uh, in front of us a little bit more. Yeah. You know, we're starting. So we're going to structure this episode a little bit differently. We've developed five unique practices designed to help us slow down, to look up, to pay attention, and maybe if we're lucky, just take a deep breath. Yeah. So think about these things like experiments, invitations, be playful with them. There's no hard and fast rules. You don't have to do any of these, but uh, you know, maybe you have to take them and, and tweak them a little bit to, to make sense for you and in your own life. And maybe it seems hard. And if so, ask why and maybe ask others for advice, but adjust if necessary. Yeah, we're, we're not ordering you around. Don't you? Know, <laughs> this is not what's going on here. These practices are mostly uh, that we're going to give you are mostly about how we relate to technology. But really don't hear what we're not saying. Technology, it can be great. You are listening to us right now because of amazing technology. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It is. I mean... It, it, it's it's complete magic to me to think that we're able what we're able to do yeah. with a podcast, but but these things, uh, these this technology it needs to be put in its proper place, and so these practices they're intended to be ways that allow us to own our devices rather than letting our devices own us. Yeah, and we'll have a downloadable PDF on our website uh, and in the show notes. You can download all the practices that we're going to talk about uh, and see if any of them make sense for you. Um, doing these things on your own might be great, but maybe it's something for you to try uh, at home with others, or, or maybe there's a small group or classroom or, uh, I don't know, people around you that might want to be part of this as well. So uh, we'll share that resource with you so that you can can jump in that way too. Yeah. So again, the, the goal, slow down, breathe, look around for a moment, savor life. Not everything needs to be on demand, least of all, you. So with that, here are some practices to try. Practice number one, it's analog day. Pick one day a week to make your smartphone a dumb phone. Use your phone only to make calls and send text messages, nothing else. For me, this one is simply just about slowing down enough to actually pay attention. Yeah, what a concept. I mean, think, think about it. How long do you put up with slow internet? <laughs> that is, that is a, I am a terrible human when internet is slow. It's not good. Oh, you paused at the right point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible human. Yeah. You know, like we used to have dial up. I literally with dial up, I would be over at a friend's house. We were like Napster was brand new. So of course we were downloading music. <laughs> we would spend three hours downloading a song. Yes. Anyway. And and meanwhile, his mom couldn't make a phone call. (laughs) Yeah. And no one would put up with that today. No, not at all. How long do you wait for a text back before you get mad? Mm. Like we used to rely solely on voicemail. Now, if you do happen to make a phone call, which is rare, but if you do and it goes to voicemail. Don't leave a voicemail. They can see that you (laughs) called. Uh, If a friend wanted you to watch a 10-minute YouTube clip a few years ago, you might have actually watched it. For me to commit 10 minutes to a YouTube video... It's a long video. It's a long video. Now, today, think about what your max is. <laughs> so we're in the process of uh, trying to figure out how to build a front deck right now. And uh, 
don't tell don't take it 20 minutes to show me how to build a deck i want a five minute youtube video that's all i have time for <laughs> i am not walking on your deck <laughs> Oh, no. You know, when I when I think about uh, the ways that we use our phone outside of it being a phone, you know, I think a lot about how like I, I have a couple different memories of uh, recently, you know, in the last year mm-hmm. uh, watching football, yeah. like one of my favorite things. Like yeah. I, I live for Sunday afternoons watching football. I'm also tweeting sometimes about the game, sometimes not. I'm also probably texting someone about the game and I'm drinking beer. And at some point, like, am I actually watching, you know, you know? Right, right. I feel like I've caught myself on a number of, of occasions, uh, doing that. And, um, you know, taking this practice, maybe using your phone just as a phone, gives you the opportunity to set it down, uh, get it out of your, out of your sight in some ways. Um, and maybe, maybe use it differently and, and how you'd like to, um, mm-hmm. My wife and I also do this thing where if we're watching a movie, but we're not sure like who an actor is, um, we have this game of like trying to remember. So like, you know, like you can't pick up your phone right now. Just, just leave it there and let's see if we can remember it. Uh, and you know, if we can't after a certain amount of time, we'll, we'll look it up and we'll figure it out. But, yeah. uh, just one of those practices of, of try to use it as a phone and the way you'd like, rather than immediately kind of jumping into into that sort of thing. Using it as a big giant tool of everything. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, a few years ago, I, I did this as a invitation with some friends. I, I went on Facebook yeah. and I sent out, I, I did a post and I said, Hey, let's do this. Let's try for one month for one day a week for a month to mm-hmm. go ahead and make your smartphone a dumb phone. And then after you have your dumb phone day, for lack of a better term, <laughs> post on Facebook in this Facebook group about what the experience was like. Yeah. And I had one friend who said that because she actually lives below the poverty line and this is her lifeline to work mm. and to other things that she found after a couple of weeks that even for one day a week, it didn't allow her to, mm. to do this. Another is a single mom who talked about, no, 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 this is my connection with my kids this is a hardship for me on yeah. those days. Uh, I have another friend, Jeff, who cracks me up because he had to leave before the crack of dawn on every day. So he had to walk his dog first thing in the morning. And he said he missed his smartphone because he needed the flashlight <laughs> to see where the dog took a dump so he could see the dump and pick up the dump so that his neighbors didn't get mad at him. And <laughs> it's amazing how dependent we become on our phones. Yeah. Some for just living like some yep. of my friends and some for my f- friend, Jeff, who has to pick up after his dog. Which I think just as I'm, as I'm hearing you say that, you know, it's, it's one of these things where, um, we're really not saying, you know, don't use it <laughs> and right. I don't, and you know, uh, it's, it's, it's how do we want to use it? Um, and again, just one of those ways that we can, uh, try something different, making it a phone for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Just try that practice. Try it for a day. Try it for one day, a, a week for a month. Uh, but give this a shot. I think you might be Surprise at what you find. Practice number two, appless chats. Delete your social media apps for one week. Are you really daring? Try it for a month. Be careful as you say this one. Repeat after me. Appless chats. (laughs) Careful. Appless (laughs) chats. I was irrationally proud of that one. (laughs) Oh, you know, when we talk about this one, we're not suggesting going going totally off of social media. Just... Mm -hmm. You know, try deleting your phone apps for a while. Make it uh, make it a little harder to get to. Yeah, and granted, some of these social media apps they're completely cell phone driven, and yep. and and I get that. But you know, I did this for I tried this for a week. Uh, I don't know, 
couple months ago. I said, yeah. for one week, I'm going to delete these apps and I'm still doing it. Yeah. You know, when we first talked about this one, I actually, um, I currently have uh, Snapchat and Instagram on my phone. Mm-hmm. I literally don't know the last time that I logged into Twitter. It used to be my favorite social media. Yeah. The only reason I don't know is because it's not on my phone anymore. Yeah. And I don't miss it. Yeah. I, I logged into Facebook today. It had been a couple of days because it's not on my phone. And, uh, you know, I had like six messages waiting for me. None of them mattered. Right, <laughs> you know, right. it's just, um, it is interesting after you try it for a while, um, as long as there isn't a reason you need it for work or for whatever else, you know, um, being able to step away, um, it makes it easier to put it in its place and it yeah. makes it easier to, to find joy and value in it instead of just, you know, scrolling through because, right. Because it's there. I, yeah. I deleted Facebook from my phone and I look at it on my work computer I, I, because I do need it for work uh, from mm-hmm. time to time. And, and I, and I look at it in other places, but I found myself at the gas station and I didn't have it on my phone. So I looked up and looked around and it was a beautiful day and I saw so much stuff. Yeah. I'm not even joking. I, I saw so many things that I would have otherwise missed, uh-huh. including enjoying yep. a beautiful fall day. And not only are are you seeing things that you maybe had missed uh, previously, mm-hmm. you're also not sometimes seeing the things that uh, can just fire us up, right? I mean, yeah. when you separate yourself a little bit, uh, it's good to know what's going on, but there's a difference in there somewhere. So much anger and vitriol between people who otherwise probably get along and enjoy one another's company, but it just amps up and I, I just see mm-hmm. it as just uh, infecting us, I think, uh as a society even. Yeah, for sure. I mean, can you imagine how much more peace and harmony there would be if we weren't having society-wide, you know, Twitter, Facebook, rampage, hate, anger-filled threads of awful, so I don't even know what to call much it. beef out yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sandbox, and, and this reminds me of something that uh, I heard from Sandbox guest and, and co-host of the Liturgist podcast, uh, Science Mike McCarg, he was recently talking about anger and the effects of social media. Mm-hmm. And he argued that computers, the machines, are constantly monitoring the stuff that we pay attention to. Mm-hmm. The machines, he says, really don't care what we pay attention to. They're just interested in what we pay attention to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just what's what's getting clicked on. And, yeah. and the, the software is, is designed to feed more of that, right? Yeah. And over time, he explains that the machines have learned that the most bankable emotion is moral outrage. That's where companies, they lift their market capital. That's where they drive ad revenue. And it's changing the way that we relate to each other. Yeah. I mean, when you put something out in front of somebody that's really angering, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's hard not to engage, right? And so it's it kind of makes sense that that would be the stuff that fuels this fire um, and, and kind of gives us some anxiety then if the more kind of time that we spend unintentionally in social media and on technology and, yeah. and whatever else, right? We're already mindless in it. And then it engages kind of that reptilian mm-hmm. brain and, mm-hmm. and we just dive deeper into it. And then everybody's on these apps. Yep. Holy cow. Uh, the nature of social media actually changes how we respond to people. And we place a high value, even primary value on nonverbals. We're talking about body p- posture and expression. And then we reduce people's identity to text and image. We are, as Science Mike says, neurologically dehumanizing people. And it leads me to two questions. How can we break it? And how can we channel that outrage and attention towards something that 
actually changes things. Yeah, because um, you said a little bit at the outset, you know, this idea of response time, we're kind of, mm. uh, we get so much information coming at us so fast. And I think at least for me, uh, and I feel like I've seen this in others, but I, I feel like I can really relate to it, makes me feel like I'm supposed to then respond really fast. Yeah. Um, and and I think sometimes we have to, sometimes stuff is a, is a crisis and it's happening right now and we need to jump on that. And there's other times where we just kind of think we need to and something's not as pressing. And it's in those moments where I think we need to be able to back up, have a little process. Uh, our, our, our friend and coworker, Julie, is working on this summit uh, for January talking about contemplation and action. So this idea that, you know, what our, our action flows from our own contemplation, our ability to reflect. And sometimes I think we forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we act and there's lots of, you know, things that we want to change about the world around us. And that's good. But I think the key is, does it come from a space of having the ability to back up and ask ourselves, is this really the right thing at the right time? And I kind of believe that it all starts with appless chats. <laughs> Practice number three, max headroom. When you feel the urge to do some mindless scrolling, try forming another habit. Read, journal, exercise, practice silence, walk your dog, take a nap, use a meditation app. So when I was a kid, I can remember my mom telling me, turn off the TV, go outside. <laughs> like this is the modern day version of that. Change your scenery, do something different, you know, get a breath of fresh air, move your body, open up to, for crying out loud, just go outside, open up to a new idea, a new stimuli, do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I had this thought recently. I um, had it in my neighborhood growing up. There were, you know, a handful of kids that, lived near me that we were all friends and we're outside all the time. I mean, it didn't matter if it was summer, winter, you know, negative mm-hmm. 20 or 90 degrees. It just didn't matter. And, um, and I had this realization like, wow, it's actually been kind of a long time since I've just like played outside. Like, yeah. I mean, I've like done yeah. yard work yeah. when I've had to, right? but that's different. There's something, there's something different about just like being outside. Just go. Yeah. yeah. It, it also makes, uh, reminds me, uh, saying a little earlier about, um, uh, driving and being in the car with that sign, um, Mm -hmm. got me thinking about how, um, when I started biking a little bit more often, you know, I'd Mm -hmm. be, instead of being in the car, kind of in my little bubble with the windshield and, you know, isolated inside in my, uh, my, my nice little like climate controlled box. Right. Uh, and, and was out biking a little bit more, uh, just the things I noticed, you know, the things that were opened up that, uh, just because I changed a simple habit, my transportation for a little while was biking instead of driving. You, you see things differently, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Reading a book has been helpful for me. Mm. And I'm not an avid reader. I'm a slow reader. It takes time. But when I do that, it feels like I'm more of an active participant in my learning and growing and curiosity. And, and surfing online can sometimes be just like that. It's surfing. It's I'm a drift. Mm-hmm. I'm at the whims of whatever wave come at me. Uh, but here I'm a more active and intentional participant in what I'm learning, what I'm reading. Yeah. So whatever that is, uh, try something new. Try to get outside, do something different when you find yourself scrolling. Practice number four, new habits. Charge your phone or device outside your bedroom. Commit to no screen time for 30 minutes before bed and for 30 minutes after waking up. Okay, so to do this one, you might just need to buy a $5 alarm clock, <laughs> but, but hang with us here. 
For many of us, every day, the last thing we do and the first thing we the first thing we do is to check social media, to look at our phone, to look at work mm-hmm. emails, because again, many of us, myself included, sleep with our phones and devices within arm's reach of our beds, and everybody wants to know that I am checking my work email <laughs> at three in the morning when I wake up and can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so I, I did this, you know, we've been talking about this this topic uh, here for a while, and so when we first started talking about it, I, I did this, and... Um, you know, we bought an alarm clock. It was more than five bucks. Okay. But it's got two different alarms and it plays nice nature sounds so I can sleep well. It's really, <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, and, and, and I've had sleep trouble for a long time, so I'm not sure if I slept any better. Mm-hmm. But what I, what I do know is that like, I didn't reach for it in the morning, you know, it, right. like I, I didn't have the impulse to now, like, I have to quick find out what, what happened in the last eight hours when everyone was sleeping, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes things happen, but most of the time, it's not that important. Most of the time, it can wait. When I can roll over and see what time it is without picking up the phone, and mm-hmm. that, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. Because that's the thing for me is it, it, without prior to this, you know, it's like, oh, man, what time is it? Oh, it's three in the morning and I can't sleep. That's weird. 30 minutes later... Oh man, why am I on Facebook at three in the morning? <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's yeah. it's a lot about that uh, that intentionality, I think. Absolutely, and there are other things that you can try for this too. For our, in my household, we have a rule that's called no rectangles at the table, mm. and that's just a hard fast rule. None of us bring our phones to the table, and our phones might be buzzing or chirping or doing whatever they're doing, but they're doing that on the counter. They're doing that from the table in the other room, but we don't have it there so that we are present with one another at the table, if only for that 20 minutes yeah. that we're there. But it's it, it's it's an important practice for yeah. us. Yeah, and that's that's a good one. When I think about um, these new habits, you know, charging your phone outside your bed or, or whatever other device outside your bedroom, it's a great one. But there's a lot of new new habits that we can try. Because um, I think sometimes that if we, if we want to change a habit, it really means just remove the temptation for ourselves. So if you take that phone or, or whatever it is away from the dinner table, now no one's tempted to check it. Right. Because it's not in front of them. Um, and I, I listen to uh, the Minimalist podcast quite a bit. Um, and they, they talk a lot about um, intention and added value. And so for me, like when I've started kind of uh, adopting a little bit of that language, the question is like, does checking my phone at three in the morning add value to my life or not? Mm-hmm. Because if mm-hmm. it doesn't, then maybe we can do it different. Um, so again, with these new habits, um, think about what you want to accomplish. You know, what do you want out of this device? And if you don't want to be you know, scrolling through mindlessly and then move it, get it out of there, delete the app, whatever the thing is. And if you do, you know, if you have a purpose for it, then that's great. Yeah. There's lots of ways to do it. But I think that that question of, of new habits uh, is a question of, of being intentional and asking yourself, what do I want out of this thing? Practice number five, three questions. As shared by Rob Bell, when you are in the scroll, mindless wandering online, ask yourself three questions. Why am I here? Am I done? Is there something better for me right now? So Rob Bell was a guest on our show a couple years ago, and on one of his recent podcasts, he shared those questions. So when you're adrift online, uh, just try keeping these three questions in front of you. Why am I here? Am I done? And is there something better for me to do right now? There's such great questions. And and they're just completely disruptive. Over the years, for me, I've kind of looked at my phone and I thought, there's nothing here for me. Yeah. And th- that's mm-hmm. actually been one of the things for me. There is nothing here for me right now. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. And it's, it's weird when that moment hits you, mm-hmm. you know, like when all of a sudden I actually had it just a couple nights ago, I'm sitting there in bed. I had my iPad next to the bed and I'm scrolling through and like, it, it didn't take long. Cause I've been kind of practicing this a little bit, but you know, five, six minutes later, it was like, what, what am I doing? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't know. I, I would much rather sleep. I'm tired <laughs> and sleeping is awesome. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. You know? And then you kind of, your brain kind of clicks all of a sudden. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. I don't want to be here. You know? Yeah. So maybe it's one of these questions. Maybe it's uh, another statement or another uh, reminder that you have, but create that disruption to ask yourself what you're really doing and what you'd like to be about right now. So we've shared a number of practices in today's episode, and I think there's lots of ways to try something new, whether it's those specifically or something similar. But we'd like to leave you with a couple of last thoughts as you sort through finding yourself using technology and engaging with the world a bit more intentionally. The fall season in our part of the country puts all of creation on display. The leaves take on a million different colors. The air has a crispness to it. There is energy and beauty all around us. Yet it also tends to be a time of increased busyness at work, school, in life. The pace just quickens. Sometimes to a delirious pace. If there is any downtime, if there is a moment of quiet, We can easily fill it with stuff, and it becomes very easy to miss the good things that are all around us. So a couple of quick questions. When's the last time you were bored? When's the last time you allowed your mind to wander, to daydream, or to think about the things that you really think about? When I read the stories about Jesus, it occurs to me, that guy was never in a hurry. Sometimes he got angry, but he was angry over things that were worthy of his anger. He was able to focus his attention and take breaks and naps and spend time with his friends. So maybe these practices work for you. Maybe they don't. But what steps, even if they're small, measured steps, what steps can you take to be able to look up, see the guy with the slow sign, and enjoy the beauty that is around you? Dare to be bored. Risk being angry at stuff that's worth it, but don't let that anger be an end unto itself. Then take the countercultural step of not producing, not being on demand. Look past the screen and the work and see the gifts that are right in front of you, right here and now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. Don't forget to check out our website or the show notes for a PDF of these practices. Try something new and let us know how it goes. And if you want to stay up to date with all the things that we've got going on in the Sandbox, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you can sign up for our mailing list at sandboxcooperative.com. And we'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think about the podcast. And if you'd like, rate and review us on iTunes and join us in the conversation. And as always, be sure to share this podcast with someone who might like it, because there is always more room in the Sandbox. Until next time, we'll see ya. Bye. Please watch your step as you exit the sandbox. 